Yat A. Hello. Welcome to Real Native Roots Untold Stories, a podcast by a Native woman with deep roots. Hosted by yours truly, Vicki Katsuli Boy Oldman. I am a lover of stories, a connector, and a holder of wisdom keepers. Each month, we will be connecting with our Native relatives and exploring what medicine our guests share and offer to us. Please join me on this uncharted journey to learn, connect, and reflect. Ayahat. Thank you. Welcome back, everyone. Happy New Year. I hope that as you left 2022 and entering 2023, that you spent some time to reflect on what you want to take with you, what you want to leave behind, spending some time to be in this place called life. I have experienced in 2022 lots of ups and downs. And as I look back, I know what the learning is. I'm still also trying to figure it out and unpack certain things. I'm just like blessed that I have a great support system of friends. So I'm hoping that you're using your extended support system to help you think about how you want to show up in this new year. I want to say thank you so much for your following. This project has given me love and joy. I really enjoy doing this, connecting with people and hearing their story, giving them an opportunity to just share. How often do we really have the opportunity to like connect deeply with someone and just sit there and honor what they have gone through, hearing what they are feeling and experiencing? That in itself is a gift. And I really hope that the guests you've heard have offered you some insight, some learning, a different perspective and how you want to move and navigate in your world. As you know, I always like to do a recap of the guests that we had in 2022. So we are going to spend some time talking about how it sat with us. Hopefully it will also encourage you to maybe even go back to listen to some of the podcasts. I'm still going to continue the poems this year. I just fell in love with this poem part of my life in particularly with the podcast, like sharing and reading from indigenous people of color poets. So I'm going to pull from one of our guests actually from 2022. She is an Ojibwe elder and her name is Mary Lyons. She wrote a book called Wisdom Lessons. This is a perfect poem to start off this year. And the name of the poem is An Old Way of Thinking and a Celebration of a New Day. And it starts like this. Do you ever wonder why we have a New Year's celebration? Do you ever wonder why we have a winter solstice? Do you ever wonder why we overdo birthday celebrations? Do you ever wonder why we go so overboard on Jesus's birthday? Have you ever wondered, isn't every day a new one? Have you ever wondered, will climate change affect the winter solstice? Have you ever wondered, do we celebrate our lives? Do we give thanks to the life givers, our parents? Have you ever wondered, how many people really know what Christmas is about? 
Do you ever wonder who benefits financially from our celebrating? Do you ever wonder who suffers the most from these celebrations? Do you ever wonder if the reason for celebrating has been lost? Do you ever wonder how our ancestors celebrated 200 plus years ago? My father was born in 1889. When we were young, he and my older brother would share stories of yesterdays. One of the stories was about how people used to celebrate in the past. My father said, we never celebrated in a self-centered way. He went on to remind us that each day was a spiritual gift to be appreciated. My grandfather on my mother's side often spoke of watching life from afar to determine the worth of an event taking place. If it is not involving a community in a good way, he said, it's not worth the celebration. Our elders spoke of the deceptive nature of celebrations, of community members using money they didn't have and walking away from their families to hide in the darkness of alcohol. Many people would celebrate to the point that they could not remember the celebration. Our grandmothers used to describe what it meant to have healthy celebrations. They said these celebrations were full of laughs, feasts, and people united in ceremony together as one big family. Have you ever thought about the day after the celebration? Did it involve family in a good way? Did you pass on good tradition? Or did you teach false happiness? Mm. Was everyone happy in the celebration? Will you do it differently in the future? Not everyone will agree on what it means to have a clean, healthy celebration of life. For those of you who do walk in a good way and celebrate life with goodwill, keep an open mind and abundance of prayers for the ones that will walk in the shadows. Ask Creator to awaken their spirits so that they can dance in the warmth of the good life as our ancestors intended. Today is a good day. Remember, Celebration does not involve going broke or overdoing or overconsuming. Sometimes just being present and giving giant hugs will seal the deal. Sending tobacco prayers to all. Celebrate life one day at a time and remember that happiness is always free. Mm. Mary Lyons, Grandma Mary Lyons, thank you so much for your wisdom. Thank you for taking time to write this for all of us to remember what's really important. All righty, I am going to introduce our guest. So those of you who follow me on Instagram, you know that a couple of weeks ago I, I did a little video and I said, hey, I would love a listener to come and join me and talk about the amazing guest that we had in 2022. Don't be shy. Come on. Let's see. My friend here reached out. She said, I would love to do it. And I was so excited. My sister, my mentor, my friend that likes to go on adventures. Her name is Ruth Sandoval. It's been many years now. We've been on many adventures and we support each other and about our endeavors, our ideas sometimes are crazy ideas and we're like do it you know I'm cheering for you and she's one of my cheerleaders in my life we're always playing we're always creating but we're also always trying to evolve as human beings she is an amazing spiritual person she's very grounded 
She has her own business. She's created her own coach program. She's writes stories. She's a weaver, an amazing trainer, facilitator, connector. She's all those things. She's a gift to many. And we are at her house. We are doing this recording at her house. She just fed me a whole bowl of elk stew. Like, how lucky am I? <laughs> so anyway, I want to bring in my friend, now your friend, Ruth Sandoval. Ruth, welcome, folks. Let people hear your voice. Introduce yourself. Hi, Vicki. It's such an honor to be the person that you chose as a listener. I've listened to every one of your podcasts. Love them. It's been an honor to feed you elk stew today before we had this podcast recording. So thank you so much. It has been a beautiful, beautiful journey since I've met you, since I've watched you create the podcast when it was just a dream. I remember when it was a dream and it was an intention and then it was a reality. Mm. And that's, I have to say, that's what I guess I'm so awestruck by about you that. You dream. You're not afraid to dream. You're not afraid to have the intention. And then I watch you create and make things a reality. So just want to honor that for you today and tell you how much I'm amazed. Mm. And you know what? I think I told you about this podcast idea here at your house. You did at this table. I know. Yes. And here we are recording. Amazing. It's amazing. Thank you for those kind words. And I appreciate it. And it's been a fun journey. Before we jump into the guests, what did you think of that poem? Oh my gosh. I think it just opened up a whole new world for me because have you ever wondered? All the have you ever wondered? And I think of how many times we get busy. We just keep going, 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 doing, 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 and not taking the time to wonder. Those things just brought so many, so many questions to my mind and reminded me that we need to take time to wonder those things. Because when we do, we connect with our community, we connect with our world, our worldview changes, and wondering and finding answers to those questions creates unity, creates wholeness for us, for our families, for our lives. Do you feel like you've always been, since you were little to now, like always curious and wondering and reflecting? Or do you feel like that blossom the older you got? Gosh, I think I've always been that way. The older I get, I think it's more intentional now, more mindful, and I'm more consciously aware of how big the world is, how big personal experience can be, human experience. I've always been that kid, that one who wondered things. And coming from a time before the internet existed, I have to say I love, love technology because we can get answers to questions that we have. And we can have podcasts and things like that. I, I'm not surprised that you've always been that way. I love that you had said, the older you get, it's more intentional about the learning and what you're really curious about. And so with that, I think let's get curious about our guests because I would love to hear from you about what you thought of the guests that we had for 2022. And it blows my mind that there's certain people I reach out to and they said, yes. I still get tickled. Like I have some guests coming up for 2023 and I'm like, oh my God, they said yes. I get all giddy and all excited. I'm like, okay, settle down, Vicky. Anytime anybody says yes, it brings me joy. And I just, it makes me happy that I get to put a little bit of light on 
their life. Let's just, I'm going to just start off with the first one. It was called Family Origins, Rooted with Love, Humor, and Wisdom. On that podcast, I had two of my friends on there. So Zane James was the person I reached out to. And I had said, hey, I'm really intrigued with your dad. Do you think your dad and you could be on a podcast? And he kind of laughed and he's like, I don't know. My dad's pretty shy. He never pursued it. He never asked his dad. A whole year went by and something kept telling me circle back with him. And I said, hey, what if we did a podcast with you and your sister? And we talk about like sibling love. And he goes, I'll ask her. So he, we had a lot of fun because they talked about their grandparents, where they came from originally. I think one of the parts that I really love was they had shared back in the day, their dad went on horseback to a chapter house. Like that was the date. I thought that was so cute. That's so romantic. But they talked about that and they talked about family really in essence and how to get along and how to navigate that. There was so much that I took from there because I love that Tina and James both spoke the Dinepata, which is Navajo language. They wove that into the story. I think one of the biggest takeaways, there were several, but one that I'm landing with is when Zane had a conversation with his dad and they were in the midst of COVID and he was saying like, we have to respect this virus because it has every right to be here like you and me. It's a living thing. And this virus has, has relatives too, just like you and me. We talked a lot about their dad and what their dad taught them. I felt like his dad really was there with us. I really appreciate about Tina and James are saying that for them to share the story about their dad, it was like healing for them to do that and to also honor him and what he had to share. So anyway, I wanted to tee that up. I don't know if there was anything else that you wanted to add or if you want to talk about another guest that, you know, got you excited. I think that that really brings me over to a podcast that you had with James Junes, mm. Love Teachings. Mm -hmm. And that whole conversation about the way of life and sustenance and the language and the old way and how I believe he said that if he had known that it was going to go away when it did, that he would have had more gratitude for it at the time. And I think what really stood out for me was how connected he was to speaking about the sheep and how they sustained life and how people outside of his community, out in the world, would not be able to understand that, but that they would eat all the parts, that it would sustain them, nourish them. He slept on sheep. Everything was about that, and everything taught him about sustenance, the lessons from daily life, living with that. So I think that really impressed me. I started thinking about that, and how much do we think about what sustains us? And that's what I took away from that one. Mm. One that always stuck with me is when he talked about a wounded warrior. He used an example of like, you know, you watch an action show and the, the warrior's wounded. You can't go as far. You can't lift as much. You can't until you heal yourself. Then you can really do more for not only yourself, but clearly for the people around you. I just appreciated how vulnerable he was about sharing what he did and that he survived his addictions, really trying to encourage everyone it's possible. I was surprised because I thought when we were going to get on, I thought we were going to be laughing and giggling because he's a comedian. 
that just showed me you just don't know how the podcasting stories will go. Yes. And I think when you talk about how you thought he'd come on and you'd be laughing mm -hmm. and how it really went deep, I think that so many times we don't realize that people who have great joy and humor and all of all of those things, there's another side to it. How did they get that? How did they get that great joy? Because they've experienced the opposite of that, the, the depths. It takes me over to Manifesting with Native Muse with Jennifer Berichek. Her journey, the journey of perseverance, of never giving up and wanting to know more, how, how that depth brought her to where she is and her understanding of who she is. Yes, Hollywood. <laughs> Jennifer Berichek, also known, I call her Hollywood. That was actually so much fun because I've known her for such a long time and I really appreciated her sharing her story about being adopted, growing up, being one of the only darkest skinned kid in her block and at school and how she was even conflicted about when she found out where her origins are from, about her name and being reconnected with what does that mean? Different friends in my circle where they have experienced that, where they've been adopted it's like a missing piece of the puzzle that was found. And then, of course, I'm just so excited about her venture of being a director and creating yes. movies, movies that have Indigenous people in there that are telling a story and still providing light on how much society still has a long way to go about learning of our Indigenous people. Yeah, I agree. That brings me over when you talk about movies mm -hmm. to Ryan Begay. And that interview, I really love that podcast and Ryan's journey, journey through learning life lessons, family, and kind of circling back. I remember that Ryan talked about growing up in a family, feeling a certain way, not really taking in lessons, but then circling back and really starting to understand who he was, where he came from, what he wanted. And to have the ability to take risks, to tell stories, to not give up, and to film what he wanted to film, even though that may not have been what others thought he should film and how he got there. So that one, that one really stood out for me. Yes, Ryan. I, every time I think of that podcast, I always think about the last at the end where I did a little fire round and I asked him, tell me how you like your coffee using an Elmo voice. And that was, that was just hilarious. I would say several things about Ryan. And one thing that really stuck out for me is he had shared how he came into the movie business world and it was because he went to go visit a neighbor. His neighbor made something and asked him to come over because he wanted an outside perspective. Ryan goes over there and he looks at the video and he was intrigued. Like, what is this? How did you do this? You know, so that tells me like how your life can completely change by experiencing something for the first time and it opens up a whole new world. So had he not gone over there, where, where would he be? It just tells me like, we have to be open to opportunities. And he just kind of jumped in, went to school and, and here he is. Now he's on dark wind. He's like immersed in this whole filming industry. The other thing that I really appreciated in the podcast is he was telling the listeners, like, you don't have to be an actor. There's a whole industry here. We need people on the set. We need people behind the set. We do need actors. You don't have to be an actor. There's a lot of opportunity to be a part of creating something beautiful. Yeah, I enjoyed listening to that one, especially the, those questions you ask at the end. You fire questions at people. The Elma voice, that was a good one. What else? Let's talk to about Natalie. 
Natalie was the last guest for our 2022. I picked her because I saw how much she loves dancing. That is what makes her come alive. And then when she had that accident, I was like, oh my gosh, how is she going to come out of that? So watching her and her telling her story, I want to see how she was going to navigate through that. And following her, then I realized she also is in that whole world of movie and productions. She said, I finally had to make the decision of, do I really want to do dancing full time? Do I really want to do creating movies and videos full time? Do I really want that? Or do I want my nine to five job? Because if I really want that, I have to let something go. Because that means if I want to do, you know, whatever's fueling my heart, then that means I have to let go and I have to have faith that doors will open up. So tell me what you think about Natalie. Oh, my gosh. That, that letting something go to follow your heart, follow your dream. I think we all come against that at one point or another. I'm there now. Same thing. And that inspires me to remember that. What impressed me most about listening to Natalie was that she understands that dancing helps her navigate. She said, dancing to navigate all parts of self. And I thought about that and thought about that, navigate all parts of self. And that gave me days and days of processing that and understanding that there are many different ways to navigate parts of ourselves, that we all need to do that, that it's, it's a human need. And that when we find that way, like she has, that that helps your spirit just open up, helps your heart sing. It helps you do what it is you came here to do. And she had the courage to do that. So I'm, it got me curious, the first part that you also were reacting to about making a decision. Yes. You know, that's hard. Like there are things that you really want to do, but maybe it's not giving you enough income to sustain your lifestyle or whatever. Have you ever come to a place where you had to make that hard decision and you were scared? Yes. I've been there. I wanted to change my life, my work life completely, leave the nine to five. There was a moment in time where I was sitting in a meeting at a nine to five job and I felt this spiritual tap on my shoulder and I almost heard, you can go now. Up until then, I wouldn't have done that, but it was so strong and so powerful. And I have no idea how I got up the courage. to. I quit the next day. Life has been exactly what I needed at the time. It's been good ever since. And now I'm up against that again. And I find myself hesitating again. And now that you reminded me of that, and I think of Natalie, I think, why am I hesitating again? And I think that's just a human fear of letting go of what's known and going into the unknown, even though you get that spiritual tap on the shoulder that says, okay, time to move on. Right. So hard. It is hard. And it takes having faith. I really feel like faith in the sense of like, all right. I'm doing this. And also when you do it, it feels right. You got to stay committed to it. You got to be disciplined, even on hard days, right? Having that focus. And that brings something else up for me about when we are at that decision point and when we know, because we know, because we know within ourselves, yes, I need to do this. And there's still that fear. It has reminded me that in order to make room for the new thing, to make room for that passion, to make room for the time it takes, we have to let go of something. All right. Let's see. My friend, Monica, alignment, finding your pathway. Let's talk a little bit about Monica. I was just thinking of going to Monica. Okay. You want to tee us up with her? Yeah, a little bit. Um, And I have just short bits because when I take away something from 
podcast, it's usually one idea. And what I took away was the question, why you exist? And asking mm. organizations, why do you, you know, in, in talking about creating sustainability. And I never thought of it that way. So that has been something that I've been rolling around too with my business. Why does it exist? Who does it serve? What is it good for? And so it just creates more and more and more questions just from that one question. So that's really the biggest thing that I took away. I don't know if you want to add some detail to that because I'm more of a big picture person. So mm-hmm. I get the big, I get the big answers and then I'd like to hear all the, all the details. Well, I think that's even a lesson in itself, Ruth. Thank you for that offering and that we get, we're inundated with information constantly. Social media platforms, television, radio, data is hitting us all the time. It can get overwhelming. What you're sharing is like, I just take one thing that really hit me and that's the one offering that I'm going to take and sit with that. Even that small frames, like why does this organization exist? That question is big. It's loaded. Whatever is hitting you is what is meant for you to work with or sit with. Yes. That's a learning for me. Thank you, Ruth. You're welcome. <laughs> and you know, that brings to mind, I listen to your podcasts when I walk. And I remember where I was walking when I was listening to each one of these guests. But I think that that's the beauty of that, that as I'm walking and I'm listening, if I take one thing away from each podcast, it impacts me incredibly. I can't even tell you the changes that, that are made, the thoughts that happen, the questions that arise. And I really, really find value in listening to your podcast. I'm one of your greatest fans because of that. Well, I got to get you a t-shirt now. <laughs> I was hoping. <laughs> the other thing about Monica that I loved is her story she shared at the beginning. She realized the values that I believe and stand on really come from my dad, my grandmother. And she says, I'm a good combination. And the company actually is representation of what she learned from her family. Yes. She just inspires me. She's like an amazing indigenous woman. I was just amazed that I even met her because her company is well known and she's just a classy babe. <laughs> Monica, you're just a classy babe. If people are entrepreneurs and businesses, you really need to listen to Monica's podcast because she has a lot of offerings and wisdom. I agree. Uh, Mary Lyons. Yes. Great grandmother, Mary Lyons, the Ojibwe elder. I really took a lot away from that. Okay, I'm going to tell you big picture concepts because that's kind of how I think. All about understanding who we are and who we're not. The concept of responsibility with wisdom. Those are the things that I took away because in order to figure out who we are, we have to know who we are not. We have to know where we are. I love Mary. I hope I'm like her when I get older, just like a little feisty and just still full of spirit and love, inspiration and no fear. When I, when I think of Mary Lines, that's what I think of. And it makes me wonder, God, I wonder what she was like when she was really young. Yeah, I have a feeling that that will be you. Aww. And that, that you are that anyway. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I, I love her. I had a prep call with her before we had the recording. And that prep recording, oh my gosh, it was so powerful. There was so much wisdom that she had shared in the first one. And I told myself the offering there is, this is like a lesson for me, is like, well, that prep call creator wanted you to hear those specific lessons that was only meant for you. And the second one was just as powerful. Well, we focus more so on her books. And one thing that I love about her is like how she tells story. Like I asked a specific question and then 
she went into a story and then another story. And at the end, she weaved it all together. You have to really listen intently to know what the wisdom is. So I really appreciated just how she presents herself and her wisdom. The biggest takeaway for me about her is that you have to do your own healing. It's almost similar to like, made me think a little bit about James and Michael, that they all had struggled with some form of addiction, all of them. And they, they, all, they all said it on the podcast. And in Mary's book, she talks about that. And that once you stop that lifestyle, every single one of them said it in their own way, like opportunities just expanded like all kinds of doorways expanded for them. It, it was like their whole life just did a 360 when they stopped a particular behavior that was hurting them and the people around them. And she shares that in the book, but she also shares that in um, her podcast. I also appreciate her really putting light on what we are doing to this planet, you know, and that we need to take better care of it. Which I think is a, a really nice transition to Michael. He's Hopi and his podcast was labeled as Burning Embers, Passionately Lit for Culture, Community, and Corn. He was really powerful for me because I felt like I learned a lot in hearing his story. He is all about the youth. He wants the young people to really understand the traditional way of how we grow food and how plants and food are so important and that we as indigenous people, we know this. He blew my mind. He says, we've been farming way many more years. We've been planning for a long time. We understand our ecosystem. And the farming industry now, they have all these standards, things you can and cannot do, whatever. And they tell us that we don't know what we're doing and we've been doing it long before. The way he describes all of that and him writing articles and being in movies and talking about how we need to be more in touch, that he really encourages us to all be planting. We should be growing corn. We should be growing our own food. And we should be passing that knowledge down to our, our young people and having them at the table talking about why this is important. I also really just appreciated his story about his grandpa because he was saying he'd get dropped off over there in the summertime and he'd be like, Grandpa, I'm bored. He says <laughs> the next morning his grandpa tells him, get up. And they were doing ranch work all day, like five in the morning. And he's like, I never said that again. Yeah. Yeah. The importance of of living it versus talking about it. Living it to understand it. For our young people especially. Do our young people even think about those things always. Mm. Yeah, I know you think about, there's a little bit of age difference, but we grew up, I think, similar in that we were outside more. We were in nature more. There was, there was we weren't distracted with the television or back then there was no cell phones. I think the only time I remember really watching TV was like Friday night after dinner with the family and of course Saturday morning for cartoons. But other than that, we were outside connected and Michael offered that. He was saying he likes to be outdoors, being connected, being in nature. That's important to him. Yeah. And I think speaking of generations, some of us were lucky enough to have parents or grandparents who grew their food. And some of the younger folks who are coming in don't have that experience unless we give it to them, unless we continue that. So I think we have one more guest to talk about. And that's Donna Fairbank. 
the rhythm of life, ebb and flow. I've known her for a while and I honestly was shocked to hear her story. Like I didn't know she was in an orphanage. I, I thought what was so powerful is that she listened to her dream, the dream of her elders saying, go home. And how innocent she was in the sense of like being a mom at a young age, getting married at a young age. I love that she was really feisty too. She's like, yeah, I was always breaking the rules. <laughs> I think there's a theme here. I like, I like feisty women. You like feisty women. <laughs> what about you? Anything that resonated for you for Donna? For Donna, I think just the overall ability to sustain her spirit, going through everything that she went through and marrying at such a young age and actually using a lot of logic for why this person was good to her. She decided to marry them. And how she used practicality. And I really felt that Donna Fairbanks has used practicality to view her world, her community, to help her community. And that's what I took away from her. She moved through life as it was presented. Mm. And that, to me, has a lot to do with holding space and being present for what is really in front of you. And serving who is in front of you. I love that thought of like what's practical, what makes sense. She also, for me, reflected courage. Yes. Because I remember the part of a podcast when she had said, I told my husband, I don't want this anymore. If you want to keep me, then you need to get yourself together. That's right. She did. My belly turned. It's scary. It's scary to speak your truth. And, but it feels so right once you do it. Once you say, what you want to say, as scary as it is, it is a weird kind of release. And you're also still kind of scared. You're like, oh, man, what did I just say? And I thought that was really powerful and how she showed courage in that way. Yeah, I think that connects with something you said earlier that I'd like to just point out that you talked about how when people change their behaviors, stop doing things that weren't good for them, that their lives just opened up. And I think with Donna also, being able to speak truth opens up life. Every year I try to do one podcast a month and this past year was a little tricky for me. And so as I'm talking through these guests with you, it's also making me realize, I'm always telling people, give yourself grace, have some compassion for yourself. And I'm telling myself the same thing. You do what you can, right? Like I'm, I got to be practical. There's a lot going on in my life as well. And I can't beat myself up if I missed a month or two because I want to keep loving this project in that. I don't want to feel like, oh my God, I got to record. Oh my God. I, you know, I want to be like, I'm excited. I want to stay excited about the journey. And I think about all of the guests that we talked through, like all of them, I, I think to some degree, one big theme I could say with all of them is that keep doing your best, keep going forward, get up, keep at it. Don't give up. Every, anything is possible if you keep lifting and moving forward. All of a sudden I heard James saying, and even Michael said this too, don't, don't get stuck in the self-pity. Who wants to be a victim, right? And it's easy. I, I think it's okay to like wallow and have a little bit of self-pity party, but then you got to get up and move forward. I think, Vicki, that brings something up for me because you talked about having life happen and maybe not doing these every single month, maybe having lapses. You are modeling that for all of us. I like, as a listener, I love knowing that you're human. And I love knowing that you have a life that has its ups and downs, and yet you keep moving forward. I have watched you 
bring this dream forward month after month after month, year after year. And it's amazing. It's inspiring. Thank you, Ruth. I'm so glad that you were able to sit with me and talk about the learnings. And it's been actually, folks, it's been a really good day. So I've been with my friend all day and we spent some time eating and connecting and doing some self-care. And like I said, she fed me a bowl of elk soup (laughs) and we just grounded ourselves and just went into dialogue and it just felt so natural and calming. I appreciate your support and love and also what spoke for you and how it's helped you in some cases with your day-to-day, with your week-to-week or month-to-month. Yes, thank you. So what would you like to tell the listeners? I look up to you. I appreciate all the wisdom that you have offered in the journey that we've had and at this juncture of your life and knowing what the listeners have heard from the guests from this past year. As you're sort of sitting where you're at, particularly now that we're in the new year, what do you feel like Spirit is saying that you should offer to the listeners? What do you want to say to them? What do you want to encourage them? Maybe there's a call of action. I don't know. But what do you feel like needs to be said for them to hear? Well, I'm going to share something that I learned in 2022. I'll just share. My family lost four homes in a fire, a massive fire in northern New Mexico. And it really challenged us to come together. Somebody gave me some words of wisdom last year that I carry with me every single day. and. I think that your podcast is that for me, is that nothing really belongs to me, but everything is for me. And somebody said that to me, who I looked up to. Everything is for me, but nothing belongs to me. And that's how I take your podcast. Everything is for me. Everything I hear, everything I react to, I can react to it. I can take it in. I cannot take it in. It doesn't belong to me. Life doesn't belong to me. Nothing here, mine, and yet everything here is for us to respond to. So what we hear, it's not an accident what we hear every day. I don't believe. I do believe that we hear what we need to hear in order for us to respond, to be who we are that day, to grow us, to change us, for us to have wonder. Going back to the poem, have you ever wondered? It, it, It expands us. Beautiful. I I love that quote. I really do because it's so powerful. I mean, just like you, Ruth, you're like simple, break it down, don't complicate it. That's me. Yeah. You know, all of us, I think, get that way. But I I think for me, it's simplify. And I love how you wrapped up with the wonder. I love you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Guess I hope you enjoyed our quick wrap up of 2022. We hope that you took some learning from our observations and I look forward to having you here future podcast 2023. I'm going to be more on my social media platforms on Instagram and Facebook. So find us there, follow us. And I have already done a couple of, I think two recordings already for 2023. So they're going to be up as soon as this one is released. So be on the lookout. Take care of you all and be gentle with yourself. Until then, we'll see you next month.